You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So Shannon, do you ever have times where you kind of are just walking along throughout your day or you're, you're doing something and then it occurs to you, you know what? We have some of the sexiest listeners in the world that listen to us regularly and email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com and an audience that's growing and an audience that's engaged and people that are a part of this uh, Sexy Marriage Radio Academy, lots of couples coming to the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. I mean, it's like an empire. We're going to be dominating the entire world before long. (laughs) Because of them. Wow, you have some grandiose fantasies. No, they're not fantasies at all. That's reality, girl. Because they are the sexiest listeners on the face of the planet. I I totally agree with you there. But it's not on occasion while I'm strolling down the street or something. It's every time I open up my email box. I mean, literally, we're getting dozens of emails a day. And some of the stories are just so powerful of the transformation that's taking place. And I have to just toss out there that one guy has even declared you an official genius (laughs) about the whole anti-Mr. Nice Guy movement. He decided to play a little more hard to get in his marriage. And all of a sudden, his wife is like a giddy teenager fawning on him and waking him up with with her head on his chest. And he's like, I should have given up that nice guy image a long time ago. What what have I been doing wrong all this time? (laughs) Now, if you're just not tuning in, do not think that we promote guys being jerks to their wives. Oh, no. It's not what we're saying. You need Never. to read Corey's book. You need to uh, – he was referring to this the episode that we did on the books that had shaped us the most. Yes. And he started reading Schnarch and No More Mr. Nice Guy and all of those and, yep. and Naked Marriage. Yep. And how's your book doing, by the way? Are you enjoying the uh, the afterglow of a book release? It's Yes. It's it's awesome. Like birthing a baby is from what I can understand, having never done that um, uh-huh. myself. Self, but no, it's it's awesome to get uh, feedback from people and and see the sales and just just to know that it's impacting people. That's that's why we do what we do, isn't it? Because that's what Sexy Marriage Radio is about: is impacting Absolutely. married couples, whether there's lots of good, lots of bad, lots of nothing. You know, we cover it all, and so right. <laughs> we we really want to try to help uh, couples have better conversations and then in turn better sex. In yeah. their marriage, because marriage is the hotbed for sex. And Absolutely. we love hearing from you at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also fill out a form that gives us more detail if you want to be on an episode with us to unpack your story and your situation even more. Those have been fantastic shows and received very, very well. And you can also jump on iTunes and leave us any kind of comment and review because the trend has been lately, we are hanging in the top 10 most of the time in the sexuality category, thanks to our listeners. And so- that's what I was going to say is about this empire that you perceive that we are creating. And I'm, I'm totally on board with you. I am just as astounded as you are that we have as many followers and listeners as we do. Um, but you, I had asked you about some numbers earlier. I forgot why, because I'm not usually a numbers kind of girl. But you had told me that we had a significant increase in downloads since the beginning of the year. We went from like 100,000 a month to 103,000 a month. And I just wondered what role the whole new 
theme of vulnerability has played with that. Because I'm actually listening to Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, yep. right now, all about her yep. research well, with the importance of vulnerability and how it makes people feel bonded to yep. other people and, and respect. They, they see vulnerability as respectful and courageous. And I just wonder if if there isn't a little bit of that going on between us sure. and our listeners. It would sure. be cool to, to imagine that that's the reason. I, that's got to be a component of it. And then hearing our other listeners live on the show yep. talking about their stuff and being vulnerable. I, I, I think that vulnerability definitely breeds vulnerability well, and courage absolutely. in other people. And the goal is we want to create a safe environment and a safe community where we can be a trusted source of good content, good information without the vulgarity and and crassness and right. language. So people aren't into that. Right, because that's that. some of the stuff that's unnecessary. I mean, sometimes words have to be used. Right. <laughs> but but sometimes, sometimes they don't have to, but they're awfully fun. Yes, <laughs> that's true. But but the other time is, um, you know, where, where can I find really good quality information? And that's what we want right. to offer. And that's what the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy is about. You can join for free. Try it out for 30 days. Uh, head to sexymarriageradio.com. Click the purple button that says join the Academy and get all the details you need to know. But one of the things that we want to do with this show, because one of the things that we hear from our listeners a lot is they like the potpourri shows where we cover a couple different topics in mm-hmm. one episode. And that's what this one is. And the first one that comes to mind uh, as far as uh, this topic came from a listener that I've actually met in person now a couple of times. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Mr. Paul Doty, who... Uh-huh. Uh, helped me with the sound quality of Sexy Marriage Radio. Has been a a very active member of the Sexy yes. Marriage Radio Academy. Has had some great, great stuff. In fact, I just have to give him a shout out for the photo that he posted of a bedspread that was actually a twister board. Yes. And he made the comment, if you don't get this, you're not old enough. Yep. <laughs> We're all old enough to remember Absolutely. Twister. I laughed out loud. Can that you was... imagine a fun game of naked Twister on top of the bed between husband and wife? I How would be, fun. I would be too distracted. Um, <laughs> you're not caring where your right hand or left uh, hand goes. I on the know where my right hand and left hand are going. Um <laughs> <laughs> nothing about nothing about the colored squ- you circles. You don't care about the circles no. on the ground. <laughs> um, but he he and I had lunch a couple of months ago. We love you, Paul. As he was coming through, and he he brought up a great idea of when you're looking at the way we initiate sex. There's a soft, and there's a hard. Yeah. Right. And we're not just talking about. Penis firmness. Yeah, or, right. We're not, or nipples. <laughs> or, or lack thereof. Or yeah. anything, you know, that <laughs> it's, it's, it's the whole concept of there's a variety of different ways sex happens. We've made this comment on shows in the past. You know, sex does not happen by accident. Right. right? You don't there, stumble and fall into intercourse. Right. There has to be some intentionality. There has to be some initiation. There has to be some energy exuded for this to occur. And he made the comment of, that would be a fun thing to just talk about briefly of, you know, there's a soft initiation and then there's a hard initiation. And so I'm thinking we probably should give some examples of both. Sure. And then I'd love to hear from our listeners, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can even just send that and just say soft or hard as to far as which one are you most often likely going to do? Yeah. Hey, you know what? We got eight minutes into this broadcast before you mentioned feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Oh, no, you no. are slacking. No, pal. no, no. I've mentioned it several times. Go back really? to the archives and listen, girl. It's there when it's no, comes I mean, live. No, I mean today. Yeah, it's today. there. No, this show. It's, oh, you've already mentioned it? Oh, like okay. three times. 
wow. I guess I was too busy thinking about what I was going to say to hear what you said, because none of us ever do that, right? Oh, never, never, especially on the air, live. Thank you for that one, Shannon. I feel so vulnerable and connected to you right now. Um, but it is interesting that if you think about it, the, a soft initiation, when you, think, when you hear that, what do you think of? I think of like a gentle caress. I think of maybe whispering something into your partner's ear. I think of maybe a text message that says, thinking about you, they're not exactly clean thoughts or, you know, something along the lines of just some, some sort of a little tease or a a ping, you know, a romantic ping. So like the subject is being approached. Okay. That you're communicating something to your partner that you would not communicate to your coworker or your buddy. Okay, I think that I think that would fit under the umbrella of it. I think also of the context, and this is the conversation Paul and I had over sandwiches, as he made the comment of, in his mind, a soft initiation is you're on your way home. It's the end of the day, or it's the middle of the day, or whatever, and you're like, you say to your spouse. I'm going to be there in about 20 minutes and I'm going to take a shower. You're welcome to join me if you'd like. You know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of a, I got something going on, but if you'd like to interrupt that, then I would be happy to have be interrupted by you. You know, it's just kind so of it's a, like a red carpet invitation. Right. It's just, it's, I think you'd use it as the way, the way you keep coming back to over the history of our time together on the show is it's an invitation. Mm-hmm. It's a, I'm inviting you to this and it's, you can, you can accept or reject, you know, right. RSVP. <laughs> Rolling out the red carpet. And and so that's the soft. And I also think of the soft initiation is a lot of what Pam does, my wife, that she does a lot of the soft initiations, which is keeping the subject uh, on the surface, bringing it up at times, um, bending over in front of me, knowing full well what I'm looking at. <laughs> She's going to catch your eye. <laughs> yeah. And, and and those are all kind of things that are, that's the interplay between us. And those are mm-hmm. soft things. That's not an, a flat out, hey, sex is going to happen right now. Let's go. It's right. just kind of a, hey, did you notice this? It's 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 flirting. Right. Yeah. It's tension. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It's creating some energy. It's letting the energy be known. Yes. And so yeah. I think a lot of times what I have discovered and with a lot of men I've worked with is they don't see these as initiations. They don't see the brush by from the wife as actual initiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, don't, they don't see that. I mean, somebody made a comment once I read that if, if your wife, and this was a, a comment targeted to the mastermind guys that I have that I work with, their husbands, that if your wife... Uh, is wearing matching bra and panties that day, you're not the only one that's thought about sex. <laughs> hint, hint. Right. She went to a little extra trouble. Right. That it could be, you know what, this, this makes me feel a little sexy. It's a little spice. It's, a, you know, and all of Good those point. things are soft initiations. Those are just kind of a, hey, let's just keep it on the surface. And I think as a, as a professional, I think you probably would agree with me. These are very, very important to a vibrant sex life. Absolutely. I think that both partners need to feel pursued on occasion. I think that there needs to be an element of reciprocity. Yeah. Because if one person feels as if I'm always the one being the initiator 
but I'm also always the one being rejected because the other person doesn't take any risks. They don't initiate, therefore they don't get rejected. It's, it just feels very lopsided. It's kind of like trying to do the seesaw on the playground with only one person on one side of the seesaw. It's not very fun. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, sex happens, but does it really scratch that deep itch that we all have to be seen and to be desired? Right. And I, I think it's important with the idea of reciprocity to at least take a moment and recognize that if there are actually soft initiations happening, there is some reciprocity. That, right. that is reciprocity. That is, and some of that is a rewiring in our brains of it. seeing it as such and labeling mm-hmm. it as, with that meaning rather than, you know, Oh, that's just our normal case of throughout the day that, you know, running a house and living a life and running a business and parenting and, you know, to see it as how do I, how do I change the meaning I associate with those things? Right. And it brings to mind uh, the woman who, let's say her love language is acts of service. So for her doing his laundry, making a nice dinner for him, taking his car and getting it washed, like little things like that. Mm -hmm. She could actually be trying to initiate by just warming him up to her, but it doesn't come across as sexual enough to him. Maybe. So it, it may warrant mm-hmm. the conversation of, is acts of service your love language? And when you do these things, are you thinking warmly toward me? And is is this your attempt at connecting with me? Because if so, I want to try to give you credit where credit is due and not assume that if you're not pursuing me with physical touch the way right. that I want to be pursued, that right. you're not interested. And that's because a lot of- I think of- there are a lot of women who they love to serve their men. They love to do things that take care of him, uh, that just, that free him up to focus on work or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's taking care of picking up his dry cleaning and, you know, running errands and running that household. And that this, she is saying, I love you and you're important to me and you're special. Right. And and guys don't, you know, you don't want to miss it, but I understand that some people may perceive that as, well, that's your job. It's on both (laughs) shoulders. It's on, it's on the guy to, to hopefully apply a different meaning to it. And maybe it's also on her to add a little bit of an addendum to these things to say, even in the text messages, Hey, I picked up your dry cleaning. Now we got a little more time on our hands tonight. You know, mm-hmm. something that's there just kind go. of a little more overt, a little more. And then that starts leading towards a hard initiation. Okay. Right. Because when you think of a hard initiation, what do you think? I think of, well, I actually immediately think of a couple that I did a six-hour intensive with just yesterday. One of her issues was that her earliest memories of being introduced into any type of sexual activity is when she was as early as like fifth grade, she would get on the bus and she would look for a seat and sometimes she would have to sit down next to a guy and he would put his hand out so that when she sat down, he's grabbing her her butt. Right. Uh, and so she, she just the feeling of being groped is just really distasteful to her. It's yep. a turn on a turn off. Um, but her husband's favorite thing to do. Shocking. Was come up behind <laughs> her and just, and yep. just you know, take a big chunk out of her backside. And, and she had repeatedly asked him to not do that, but he never understood the trauma that it was connected the to. The meaning associated with it. Yes. That what it was actually doing to her. And so he came up, 
together, we just collaboratively came up with a new activity that rather than come up and grab her behind, he would come up and run his fingers through the crown of her, of her head and just stroke her hair because that was his way of saying, you're my princess. And she liked, she liked the idea. She, she had a beautiful head of hair and she yeah. liked it when he put his fingers in her hair. And so okay. it's amazing how, when you just com- communicate with one another about what really speaks to you and what turns you on and, and, and what makes you feel special, that a heart initiation may look totally different than the typical, I'm going to grab you by the butt and not let you go until right. you throw me down type right. of thing. Yeah, And it's important. I think we have, I have to add the addendum here of, just because I share this with my spouse does not mean they're going to do it. Mm. Because there that are doesn't mean they're going to remember. Well, okay, I'll go that if you want to see the good side of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also want to point out a couple of shows we've done on the knowing versus caring, part one and two, <laughs> because there are times we've gotten a lot of comments. Yes, because there are times where our partner knows what we want, they don't care. They're not right. going to do it not important to them and they don't care that you don't that you're hurt by it and that's Mm -hmm. what it comes down to and that's a deeper thing to deal with but i think of heart initiation as it there's no guessing involved in what i'm interested in or what my wife is interested in that it's just it's it's totally your agenda known i'm home in 30 minutes and i want you right now when i get there you know that be naked right yeah, that's and that works well sometimes with the, hey, I need I'd like you <laughs> naked in my bed tonight. You know. For some couples I hope so. Yeah, it does cuz it's kind of a I'm not a, I'm not a, at all ashamed and I'm not denying this and you know th- that's the, the confidence is sexy. Well, that's the running joke of, you know, if I set up candles in the bedroom and then Pam comes into the bedroom and blows out all those candles and climbs into bed I know my initiation was just rejected right then. That's a you pretty clear, down, pretty clear communication right there. But uh-huh. it's also it's clear on both sides, and that's the difference. Is hard initiation leaves nothing, no guesswork. Okay. You know, a, a bending over in front of each other, a brush by that could be a wait. Are you interested right now? Or you know, because we can get that's caught, a rain check usually. We, we can get caught in our own heads so much, can't we? Of wait, hold uh-huh. on, hey, you know, because if if you're sit, if you're thinking about it as a high desire, like I do. You know, if Pam makes some sort of initiation via text in the morning, it's like, crap, I'm not going to see her for like eight hours. A lot of that's going to be gone by the time we can actually see each other. Maybe we could steal some time at lunch. That way when she gets right. home. How do I keep that fire going throughout the day? You know, and but that's the reality of married life. That's what I think we need to at least acknowledge that there's nothing going wrong with that because we're not in the movies. You know, right. we don't just fall into bed each other, hair done, breath smelling great, everything looking right with the birds chirping in the window as the breeze slightly comes in. You know, that's crap. You've been watching too many chick flicks. No, <laughs> no, but it, it is just, it's just recognizing that we, that's the myth we fight. I agree, but I also have to say that when one or the other partner expects that it's going to be, we burst through the door, we're we're like having our tongues down each other's throat, he's getting his hands up her skirt, and she's just like dying to rip her blouse off. It doesn't happen that way very often either. It's usually somewhere in the middle, wouldn't right. you say? Right. Yeah, there's, there has to be something that's suggestive. Right? <laughs> Something that says, hey, here's what we got going on. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean, you could even you can even have this going. You know, it's a little more subtle, a little more. Hey, got a little groove going, right? So, are you going to give us something really hard now? Well, I mean, you could do a bunch of different options on what helps set the stage. That hey, this is what I'm looking for from you, and I think yeah. it, it, isn't it important I, just for us I, to I, realize I mean, that what am I communicating, and am I communicating it clearly? Because I think that's the beauty of the idea of soft and hard. Yeah. Right. It's just how am I being clear and making sure that this is something that's on the radar of both of us. Right. Right. And I do think that initiation is hard for some people. Yep. I don't know. I, sometimes it's a self-esteem thing. Sometimes yeah. it's a fear of rejection thing. Sometimes it's a, a lack of repertoire. Sometimes your parents just did not model what that was supposed to look like. You assume that my parents never touch each other in private because they sure don't touch each other in public. Right. I had the luxury of, I, I did have parents that, I mean, mostly it was my dad, but he would, you know, do a, a brush by of my mom and he would say, let's play radio and let me tune you in and kind of reach for her breast or tick you on the kneecap and make you hot type of it. And it was, you know, Oh honey, stop. Yeah. But I knew right. that there was something to that, that would most likely transpire later. Right. You know, it, right. And that, that taught me that, okay, this is a fun game mm -hmm. that can be enjoyed in a marriage relationship. Okay. But not everybody had that luxury. And especially if they just had parents who fought all the time, when did they ever get taught the dynamics, the relational dynamics of the game of pursuit? Yep. And if the movies are the only education that they've had, they've had a really poor education. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, so it's, that leads to the second uh, thing we need to add to this show. Okay. And that's the topic of, which fits right in hand in hand with this mm -hmm. conversation of what about the idea of scheduling sex? Mm -hmm. Because I know of couples, there's, there's several that have emailed us, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, that have stated, we do this, that it's, it's like on a three-day cycle, that I have three days, or I have the first half of the week, and my spouse has the second half of the week. Mm -hmm. That sex will be happening because it's on one of our shoulders, depending on the time of the week it is. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I mean, I had heard every 48 to 72 hours, but I almost thought that this guy's kind of really simplified it, who emailed us most recently at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, that they divide the week in half. Right. But basically, Sunday to midday Wednesday, it's his responsibility to initiate. And Wednesday through Saturday, it's her responsibility. Um, I do. I think that, I mean, I, I know that some people were probably thinking, but that takes spontaneity away from it. No, it doesn't. Mm -mm. You have a 72-hour window in which to be spontaneous. Mm -hmm. It's not you're scheduling the exact date and time. You're just saying within this window, right. it would mean a lot to me if I were to feel pursued by you. Yep. Because again, there is a psychology to being pursued. And the lower desire partner may not understand how important this is because they're getting that all the time. They're right. feeling pursued all the time. Maybe right. they're feeling like, I, I'm too pursued. I don't want to be pursued. Just ignore the fact that I'm even here. You right. know? But the higher, desire, the higher desire partner, oftentimes, especially if they're a people pleaser, they are giving what they really want to receive. Right. right. And when they never receive that, and that reciprocity isn't there, I think that it's it, it can be damaging to the self-esteem if they're not very, very solid to coin your 
your word. Okay. And it's also important to realize, though, that scheduling, the idea of scheduling does not take the pressure that's associated with sex off, though, because there's still the pressure of, oh, I got to come up with something this, this part of the week or, oh, I got, right. you know, how am I going to do this? Right. And so don't, don't use this strategy as a way to try to alleviate pressure. It might a little bit because now all of a sudden, at least we've got a little more. At least up, you know whose turn it is. Up front, up frontness with it. But mm-hmm. it, it is a component that you have, this has to be done collaboratively. A lot of times I think this fails because the high desire proposes it and the low desire reluctantly agrees, even mm-hmm. though they're not going to follow through with it. <laughs> So mm-hmm. if this is something you're not at all interested in, then say no, because otherwise it's going to just add more to the gridlock. Right. Of, well, you didn't even pressure. I mean, you didn't even do anything. And now I'm more mad because it was your three days. And, you know, and it, it's just I, I'm OK. I, I, I'm, I'm good with tools that try to help. But just realize right. those tools do not create solutions to problems that are just going to be inherent in a relationship. When the tools become weapons, right. that's a problem. Um, now, my next thought is obviously, okay, um, there are going to be some people who feel as if as long as I initiate one time within that three-day span of time, I can check it off my to-do list and mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, I've met the quota. There are other partners who are thinking, how many times can I manage to get away with this during this three-day span of time and have right. them give in? Uh, and so I would say, just do what comes natural to you. It's don't feel as if it's a one and done. And now you have to wait two and a half more days right. before it's there. Because you know, if the person initiates on day one and the other person doesn't initiate until their day three, you're talking about a five to six day span of time that goes by with no sex. And sure. that is enough because we talked about this on another show after 48 hours, those feel good hormones dissipate and right. then you start feeling that tension. So this could actually be a recipe for disaster if it's handled Maybe. You know, really legalistically. Maybe, but the national average is once a month. I mean, once a week is the average of, of frequency of sex. Say, what's a month? No, I, I, okay, miss, I misspoke there. But yeah. it, so. But I think it needs to be more than once I, a week. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. So that, that, to me, that would be like brushing your teeth once a week or exercising once a week. It's almost like it would be so much more effective if you made this a more consistent part okay. of your daily living routine sure. because but that's of those the, health benefits. Right. That's and the kind of, of the stuff. Bonding, Ability. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I think you have to have conversations about with your yeah. partner. You know, ha- sit yeah. down with your spouse and have a conversation of, hey, what do you think about scheduling it? And what do we need to set up as the parameters within that of, you know, so on my three and a half days, can I, can I initiate 16 times, you know? <laughs> and that, or just it, two or well, three. <laughs> but I, don't, I also think it's important to realize scheduling sex does not mean it's always going to be a yes, that's because true. things are going to happen and things right. are going to get in the way. I've actually heard, had a couple. This is a friend of mine that I play basketball with. He made the comment. He's the high desire. He has no issue with being the high desire and being the one that makes all the moves. He just does not like the default rejections that occur. So what okay. changed for he and his wife, because his wife was totally on board with, I will be responsive more. I will work to try to be more responsive to you. Be open. Mm-hmm. But I want two days a week off limits. There's no sex going to happen. You're not going to initiate on those two days. So I know full well, those days are mine. 
No pressure. I do she not, can wear her granny panties I do and a not bra have, that doesn't yep. even match. I do not have to ward you <laughs> off and keep you at bay all day, you know, those two days. And that worked for them. And it's like, fantastic. Well done that's coming creative. up with something. And that's yes. the whole point is it's not about here is the, the catch-all, end-all tool. It's about what works for you. And so scheduling can be a very effective thing. I mean, think about it, Shannon. Most couples schedule sex to some degree if they have regular date night or getaway weekends or that. It's kind of a given that sex is probably going to occur. And so that's, in a sense, scheduling it. And now we've got stuff to look forward to. Right. And I just think that the whole spontaneity thing is sometimes a little overrated. Um, I, I think that that's a concept that comes from the movies of the couple who didn't intend to have sex, but they were so whisked away with passion and swept right. off their feet that they just couldn't help themselves. But it just doesn't yeah. really work that way very often <laughs> in marriage. No. You live together. You wake up together. Right, <laughs> right. It's, you, don't, you don't realize that married life is about laundry. Routine. <laughs> Kids. And Survival. Dishes. And, you know, <laughs> all of those things that are not considered Bills. foreplay a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But it's, so see, it's seeing it as, okay, there are a lot of different things that we probably, if you think about it, as our listeners hopefully will from this show, that you're probably already doing semblances of these things anyway. Mm-hmm. So how can you make them a little more overt? How can you be a little more upfront? Intentional. Right. A, a little I more out the in the intentional. open. Mm-hmm. Because that, that changes the dynamic. I mean, just the simple text that I get from Pam after a particularly good night together of, I so wish I was still in bed with you. Mm. That's, that is huge to me yeah. on yeah. what that says. You know, and that's like, thank you for that. I wish I was too. What are you doing right now? Come on. You know, <laughs> but I realized I full well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my schedule is very flexible. Yours right now is not. Um, but it's just seeing it as that's the interplay of, of keeping it as a priority. And so if scheduling helps you, if looking at the differences between your soft initiations and your hard initiations and your no initiations and all of that, I, I would challenge you, not your spouse, I would challenge you, what role do you play and are you playing it to the, from the best in you? And if right. not, what's going on? And I would think that at least this creates some sort of litmus test for our, is there some resemblance of reciprocity in our relationship? Because if, if this kind of plan is agreed to, and one person is consistently dropping the ball, I definitely think that some counseling needs to be sought. Right. There's help available. There's people that can walk alongside you. If you don't want to do psychological reasons yep. why people don't want to initiate and don't want to respond, you can break through those. We, we see it all the time. Yep. Right, Corey? And if it's and if um, that kind of issue or the depth isn't necessarily required for you, but you just need something to help jumpstart it, Sexy Marriage Radio Academy is there that helps yes. you. And yes. that's a it's safe a great place. Community. Yep. I love seeing them open up and be vulnerable and really challenge each other or make each other laugh. That twister bedspread was yeah. such a classic. What a great place to share stuff that we can't share in any other places. So, <laughs> so I, I'm interested to hear what our listeners think because they mm-hmm. are the sexiest ones on the face of the planet. We are building Thank an you. empire thanks to them. And it's because mm-hmm. of them that this is happening, mm-hmm. that the word is spreading and more and more people are joining our show. 
But I want to hear. And just a reminder, if you want a bumper sticker or a sticker yep. to put on your laptop or coffee mug or whatever, let us know. Send us a send us an email. We'll mail you some. Yeah. So I want to hear from you. Feedback at sexymergeradio.com. We love you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>